Welcome to The Soul Connection, an exploration of the interconnectivity between our social influencers, physical and emotional well-being, with a spark of spirituality. Please welcome your host, The Soul Doctor, Dr. Christiane Lepertz, known as Dr. K. Hey, welcome back to The Soul Connection. We have a great and exciting show for you this week. I am honored to say I have the president of the Association of Professional Baseball Players with me. Cameron Lowe, a pitcher for the Brewers, Rangers, Braves, Cubs, Mariners. I mean, you've been everywhere. <laughs> and they sent me all around. Uh, they said you have been everywhere, and even to Mexico. So your your baseball pitching career went from 2002 to 2017, in which you learned some very valuable natural health lessons, and that's going to be our subject of today, because I believe that we're entering into a time and space right now where natural health is really going to be on people's radars. Uh, You currently have a business called Halo Health, and I'm very excited to come visit you out there in Scottsdale when when I make my trip back out. And I have to give a shout out to Arizona for really leading the charge in the health for freedom rights for people and specifically for Senator Bartow out there. And I'm excited to be part of the upcoming conference that we are going to have on integrative health. And they've asked me to be one of the four hosts and it'll be just such an honor to be with her. And, and she is so brave in leading this charge. And I would love to also hear about how your journey has brought you to this point. So if you would like to share a little bit of your journey, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you, Dr. Leverage, for having me on. And we cannot wait to have you out there in, in, in Phoenix. So it, you got to let us know when, uh, when you touch down. I will. I will. You'll be one of my first stops. I'm very excited about what you're doing. Um, we had talked before this, and I told you I've been a Rife practitioner for quite some time, and I'm just really interested in what you're doing because I think you've really taken this 1930s technology that worked. They never disputed that it didn't work, no. and now you've added, you've modernized it with some artificial intelligence, correct? That is correct, yeah, and uh, it's definitely not me that's doing that, <laughs> but but uh, your company, yeah. your, but our, but yeah. your affiliations, our affiliations. And yeah, you know, this kind of stuff, like you said, it's been around for, for at least a hundred years, more like thousands of years, really. And so what we've done is taken this ancient wisdom and, and coupled it with modern age technology like AI and uh, what Dr. N has done with designing these devices is, a lot of what Tesla did and a lot of what Rife did uh, with frequencies and showing how it can really facilitate the body to, to heal itself uh, very, very rapidly, as well as, you know, kill viruses and kill bacteria and cleanse the body and um, cleanse the tissue. And, um, you know, they were telling us this stuff over 100 years ago. And yes, they were. Matter we're of... just now kind of catching on. Yeah, over... Over a century ago, we used to have homeopathic pharmacies and hospitals. Um, that was considered a standard of care. It was not an alternative. It yeah. has been a standard all the way up to the 1900s, where 
where we had some interference by heavy funders. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, you can look it up. It actually is listed in the National Library of Medicine. If you look up the Flexner report, and it specifically talks about Abraham Flexner, who is the head of the Rockefeller Institute, sets out to transform medical education. And he teams up with the AMA, which is the American Medical Association, who gives the credentials for doctors in every state, and he teams up with Carnegie. So with that, he, you know, having these huge endowments of Carnegie and Rockefeller, now they're able to financially influence how medicine, shall we say, evolves into a pharma, a chemical-based solution. And that's kind of... I think they put something like $10 billion, $20 billion back in 1910, right around that area. And 10 to $20 billion back then, that was a, it's a lot of money now. It was a ridiculous amount of money then. And now they basically just said, this is how the medical industry is going to operate now. Everything else that's natural and, and homeopathic, is, we're going to squash it and uh, call it, you know, quackery and voodoo and, yeah. you know, witchcraft and whatever other you know, uh, labels they, they wanted to give it. And, and we're going to only sell, you know, petroleum-based pharmaceuticals and surgeries, or mainly. Yes, and, and it's not by any coincidence that Rockefeller is known to be the pharmacist or the uh, petro guy, as well as he founded the American Cancer Institute when yeah. all of these cancers started showing up from this new medical system. So kind of interesting how these players pop up over and over. And, you know, to some degree, many people don't realize this, but we're going to talk a little bit about this energy healing that was discovered by Tesla and Rife. And um, this goes back to 1933, I think 33. Yep. So I I actually looked a little bit of this up before our interview, because like I said, I'm I'm a Rife practitioner. So in 33, Reif builds this universal microscope, which was different than an electron microscope. Back then, the the electron microscopes were actually killing the virus and bacteria, but with this universal microscope, it could magnify 60 times and not kill the the specimen. Then Reif developed frequency sets to attack and kill viruses And they talk about it as like an opera singer when she sings and hits a certain note, that vibrational frequency is shatters a glass. Well, that's the same premise that Rife was using to find the frequency of the bacteria or the virus or whatever pathogen. And then he would find that rate and they call that a mortal oscillating rate that it would make those pathogens burst. Mm-hmm. And this is really interesting because the San Diego Evening Tribune reported that Dr. Milbank Johnson, he was actually the director of Southern California American Medical Association, honored Dr. Reif at a banquet in Pasadena, California, with 44 of the most respected doctors in the country. And the banquet was called the end to all disease. Later, this uh, Dr. Milbank Johnson ends up reported that 
just after hours of making the announcement um, that Dr. Reif had cured 16 patients of cancer, just hours before making that announcement, he was fatally poisoned and his papers were lost. <laughs> so, and all the people, according what to report, this is really some bad luck coincidence here. And according to reports by 1939, all 44 doctors that attended the banquet denied ever meeting Rife. All of them. And then we go on. And um, Dr. Neems, who duplicated some of Rife's experiment, was killed suspiciously in a fire and all of his records were destroyed. The Burnett Laboratory was a multi-million dollar laboratory in New Jersey that was going to announced that they validated Rife technology and their laboratory was also destroyed by a suspicious fire. Um, the Beam Corporation, which was Rife's corporation, the agents of the family controlling the drug industry brought a lawsuit against the corporation and the lawsuit brought an end to the commercial manufacturing of the original Rife generators. It goes on and on and on, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's really sad because that's our American version of it. But overseas, they were actually working on what they called vibrational medicine. And I, I, I can't remember exactly what his name was, but, but his book was called Vibrational Medicine. It was a great read. And this was back in the late 1800s. And I believe he's a Russian. And so they were doing this over there as yeah. well. I've had people that I know personally leave the country to be able to find alternative treatments for cancer and other diseases because they just don't want the normal protocol. So. Yeah. People are looking, people are, are, are they're looking for other ways to heal themselves. And, they are, uh, they are. We're coming into a, an amazing age of, of alternative medicines and, uh, and returning these alternative medicines to, uh, to primary. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I saw a textbook where, uh, before this whole change, it's, it's kind of one of those old textbooks where you typewriter <laughs> textbook made and you go back and they actually had sections on hyperbarics that went back predating uh, modern medicine, 4,500 years, it could trace hyperbaric oxygen therapy back. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, this stuff has been around a long time. And when I talk to people about it, they act like they've never heard it before. Uh-huh. And, well, they found something in, in ancient Mesopotamia called the Baghdad battery. And it was found in the, the you know, the healer of the, of the community. It was found in his uh, quarters and it was a clay pot about that big. And it had a metal rod going down the middle of it. And uh, in the top, and it had a couple of places where like you could attach what would probably be something like copper wire or um, some kind of metaphor. And he was electrically stimulating people with this battery. And I, I assume it's, you know, everything from pain to neuropathy to, you know, infection to wound healing. And um, so, yeah, that, and that dates back thousands of years. Yeah. I was actually talking to an older gentleman whose family founded a farm out in Maryland. And he was telling me about when his grandfathers met the native tribes there. And they asked which springs to go to. And they pointed them to a spring 
that they said that the horses, when they drink out of that spring, that they would live 65 years. Well, that spring, as we all know, the pH of the water was different than Mm -hmm. the other water sources around it. And people don't realize that everything that we do impacts our health, impacts uh, our inflammation, all these chemicals in the water impacts has a, a cumulative impact. And it's not just the chemicals. It's the acceptable amount of heavy metals that are in it. it it's uh, you know, adding, pardon? Alkalinity. Alkalinity, absolutely. And the mineral content has been pretty much stripped out of the water. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, get, if, you go, if you buy uh, purified water in the bottle. Which is really the purified phase. Water. That's, that's, yeah. It's purified with chemicals and yeah. And that's by that spring water. <laughs> exactly. That's that's another um, misconception. People think, oh, I'm getting purified water, and uh, and therefore I'm not going to get any heavy metals, or it might help with the contaminants. But yet they're missing all of the minerals that are needed mm-hmm. for the body to to have to help the, the natural electrical system of the body. Yeah. Yeah. So People wonder why Gatorade's got a little electricity bolt for their for their symbol you know electrolytes uh, exactly it's amazing how many people don't know that electrolytes facilitate electrical responses and electrical actions in your body so we're going to talk a bit about these energy-based healings and i as a right practitioner i have plasma bulbs that i use mm-hmm. Um, different ones for um, different strengths and power, depending on what you are targeting. But as I want to talk about your um, current situation where you found that you needed something that traditional medicine couldn't help you anymore with. So why don't you share a bit of that testimony and then, and then tell us what the Lord led you to discover. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I played baseball for a number of years. I uh, was drafted by the Rangers in 02 and got up to the big leagues in 2004. In 2007, I hurt my back really bad. It was a cold day in Cleveland and I uh, had a 10 a.m. bullpen and I was trying something new and pushed a little too hard and popped. I uh, had a left side herniation between L4, L5 and just walking back to the clubhouse, my my back started to spasm and pull me over to the right. And, uh, and I walked around crooked for the next couple of, couple of years, two and a half years. And I would, I would get myself just healthy enough to where I could pitch a couple innings on enough Percocet or Vicodin or, you know, I mean, I was, some days I was just taking a handful of everything and just to, so I keep going. And right. um, I, I finally came to that, the point where it was spring training of 2010 uh, 09, I had spent the whole year in Japan and uh, on and off the disabled list, couldn't stay healthy, spent most of the time in the minor leagues rehabbing, cut, cut my season short and came home, got healthy enough to go to Mexico, showcase myself for a month and then got, got the job with the Brewers. Well, about three weeks into spring training and I'm just, you know, my velocity is way down. My back is terrible. And I, I, every day I'm doing two and a half hours of therapy just to get ready and, and recover. And um, 
getting out of bed in the morning was terrible. Couldn't sit on a toilet correctly. And it was just, it was really, really bad. Um, mm-hmm. And I was at the point where I was like, I'm, I'm either going to have to have this back surgery or just give up baseball because it's just too much now. Literally by the grace of God, somebody called and said, Hey, there's a guy in town. He's got some magic machine. He said, he'd give you a free treatment. And uh, I said, all right, I'll, I'll go try it out. I'll try anything at this point. If, if he had called and said, Mike Tyson's in town, he said he'd hit your back as hard as he can and, and it'll make you better. I probably would have went over and tried it. Um, so anyways, he treated me for about 30, 40 minutes. Uh, 60% of my, my nerve pain in my back was gone. Um, my, I had sciatic nerve pain running all the way down my left ankle. My hips were moving better, far less pain, a lot more mobility in one treatment. And my, my elbow also, so which had been shot twice with cortisone, it actually extracted the old cortisone that was sitting in my elbow for two years and every pitch it was irritating well the next day i went out to the line to throw you know get ready for for the day and throw my first three throws which were always painful and the first one came out and it was like oh my gosh where'd the pain go it's not there anymore and my velocity went from 94 or sorry 90 miles an hour back up to 94 95 where it belonged um in about 48 hours and, wow. and I got my career back and I got another seven years of professional baseball out of my body when I thought for sure I was done. Um, Cause once you get that back surgery, you're not, you're not gonna, you can't do all that twisting and, and, you know, grinding on it. And I, I was, yeah, I just, I just kind of come to the realization my career was probably done. Well, and these machines saved it. And now I love sharing it with other people. Oh, that's a wonderful story. I mean, really, because, so many people think that they have to go to the pain management clinic and they have to subscribe to all a lot of addictive medications mm-hmm. um, and they get led down the wrong track because that's what the current system knows to do as a standard of protocol. I yeah. also had a, a back surgery. Well, you didn't have the surgery. I had the surgery. I had a, a, a blowout of one disc, I think it was L4, L5. One of them was herniated. One of them was completely ruptured. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I know the debilitation of back pain. That was unbelievable. You know, Can the quality of life, it? you can't even shower. It's, it's terrible. I yeah. couldn't walk. It was just, it was terrible. So I had to do the, the back surgery and they told me I'd be on pain management from that point on. And knowing that there are some other options, I just started treating myself with Rife and I have never taken anything stronger than an ibuprofen or aspirin. So um, God has been so good to me. Yes, yes. So good to me. And I also get a detox through it, which people don't understand how these toxins build up. Heavy metal actually prevents the cells from... um, absorbing the type of nutrients it needs to be able to heal itself. And it creates all this heavy metal poisoning, more neurological damage, because basically it is, it's causing damage at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. And by becoming a a rife practitioner, I can actually detox myself and I I feel great, you know? Um, Those heavy metals in a lot of cases can uh, block electrical signals too. Just kind of like, kind of like putting a tin foil over your cell phone uh, called Faraday cage. 
and you can't send or receive any signals from your phone now that it's got that well these heavy metals these little tiny bits of heavy metals they're attracted to electromagnetic activity which is our spine our brain you know our nerves and they can disrupt the electrical you know sending and receiving of, of uh information as well and cause a lot of havoc that way it, it absolutely has and people have no idea how much heavy metal poisoning they're actually subjecting themselves to because it's everywhere it's in the air when you drive by a construction zone and you smell that hot tar it's um in your dental work how many people have silver the mercury fillings still oh, yeah. and every time you bite it releases some into your body um when i go into the jails and i've done uh holistic classes with some of the inmates one of the their favorite classes that i do they call it that tattoo class and they ask for it and i bring in a uk study no it's an eu study and the only report that was professionally done and it talks about the level of heavy metal poisoning in american tattoo ink red being the highest level of mercury content and how it leaches into your system well, from I that point you, on from personal uh, experience yes that, that red flower was yep. the uh last thing to heal by two to three weeks yes because of the red because of the mercury in the red yep and so by the time i'm done with the class because i take it from the outer and once they understand that i am concerned about their well-being on the outer man then i take it into the inner man because you know your print is is nothing nefarious but when you get into the the system a lot of them are marked up with um very demonic symbols you know uh, death violence yeah. um and we talk about it i talk about hey you know if you're a billboard what are you putting out what kind of signals are you putting out if you believe that there's a, a good and evil battle going on whether it's health and disease uh sanity insanity you know if there's a flip to everything and you're this billboard what are you calling in mm-hmm. and so um you know it gets their attention and ju- just by every one of them say that they're not going to get any more on the other side of that class but they ask for it mm-hmm. and by the time we're done you know they're grateful because there is so much suppression of information there is a consequence to everything we do every choice we make you know yep and uh, so let's talk a little bit about your technology so you you found out that you know this cortisol didn't work and you got on this magic machine and you, your velocity picks up and it's based off of healing frequencies i'm guessing the same type of frequencies that the rife technology has discovered yep. but you've taken it a step further yeah so what dr n has done with with the devices he's taken what rife and tesla and reinhard vol and uh men like this you know they they really set the groundwork and what what dr n did was he coupled it with ai so he's got computers um he he's credited with our missile guidance chip technologies our ekg eeg emg technologies he didn't invent them but he furthered the technologies that they use today uh as well as the polygraph test and so these are all 
electromagnetic and frequency seeking types of devices. And what he did is he kind of reverse engineered it. He put a frequency seeking device that can now decipher and, and then turn around and treat. And so the machine is consistently pinging your body and looking around for frequencies that don't match a homeostasis cell frequency. You know, a, a good, healthy, vibrant cell holds a different frequency than an unhealthy cell or a right. cell that may be injured or, you know, infected or, or so on. Um, and so the machine is consistently looking and seeking and searching, deciphering, and then the, a, the AI, um, it's got a whole bunch of markers in the computer so it knows what frequencies it's looking for. And then it deciphers what frequency is going to be proper to, uh, to help facilitate the healing in either your knee or your brain or your thyroid or your gut or your, your back or wherever. Um, because it's all, it's all just a bunch of cells and they all hold different frequencies and they can all expel toxins and bring in nutrients and oxygen to, uh, to start dividing into healthy cells. So it's a, it's a biofeedback. It is. It's a biofeedback device. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And biofeedback device that's biofeedback two way, two way modality um, Mm -hmm. that, that reads and treats with micro nano and picocurrent. And that's one of the major things that sets it apart is it goes all the way down into the trillions of amps of electricity. And in 1991, the Nobel prize for science and medicine was given away to two German scientists, Dr. Neer and Dr. Sackman. And uh, they basically found out that and proved that the cell membrane has electrical potential and that it carries one trillionth of an amp of electricity and that our little ion channels, these little gates that open up and let go, you know, one ion at a time uh, that regulate input output, um, those are voltage sensitive and, and, and respond to voltage, not chemicals like previously thought. Mm-hmm. Well, we are one big electrical current walking around now, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think people really underestimate that because everything, whether it's your heart produces a, a frequency. And I, and I talk about this, I have an upcoming book that the heart not only receives frequencies to pump, but it produces frequencies as well. Mm-hmm. And it dumps its frequencies right into the emotional center of the brain. And so I've done quite a bit of research on the brain and how it works and how it receives signals and how it puts signals out. So I'm looking forward to coming down and checking out what you have because we have created a, a holistic Hello Brain series that we're going to be putting into a mighty network to help a lot of people be able to either stimulate, calm, or focus their minds. So that is part of... I can't of, wait to show you. I can't wait to have you here. Yeah, that is part of what I'm really excited about this interview. So what happens then when with the process? So you put this machine on, it determines, it has this biofrequency, biofeedback frequency loop, which is, shall I say, the same as a lie detector test. Yeah. Frequency goes in, it comes back, and and it looks for the discrepancies. Same modality. Very, yes. Right. Yeah. So then you you gather the information. Um, is this a 
shall we say, does it use pulsed electromagnetic fields like a PEMF? It's, a, it's more of a direct current. So it's applied very much like an ultrasound is with a little bit of gel on the skin. Okay. And um, it's more of a, so it, I don't like using the word TENS unit because right. it's got such a, oh yeah, I use a TENS unit at my chiropractors and Shaquille O'Neal sells a TENS unit. You yeah. Know, for 50 bucks, TV. you can have one too. Right, <laughs> right. right. So the TENS uh, stands for transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulator. Mm-hmm. Um, and technically this is a transcutaneous, which means it goes through the skin, obviously, and then electrical nerve stimulator. Um, that being said, it's, it's like that, you know, it's a space age on steroids tens unit mm-hmm. um, and uh, but yeah it's, it's delivered very much like an ultrasound and uh, it sends a, a pulse um, not well PEMF kind of travels through the airwaves right mm-hmm. and uh, this is is more so through the gel and down into your skin and um, and it goes from plate to plate or probe to probe or or whatever little tool there's about 50 different attachments for the for the devices and uh, it just goes through there and then sends a frequency and, and gets a reading and then deciphers what frequency to then deliver as treatment. Yeah, that, that's that doing is that hundreds of times per second too. So the body reacts, I'm sure, with cellular repair um, production. Does it produce stem cells or does it produce? Uh, obviously, it's going to produce some energy. Yeah, um, you know, there's. There's a certain amount of things that actually need to have studies done on them. And I think when those studies are done, it will absolutely find that it helps your body proliferate stem cells. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of the times we get clients that have gotten stem cells on their knees or their backs or their necks or, you know, mm-hmm. for their liver or whatever it is. Um, and the stem cells didn't really work and definitely not up to the level that they wanted them to or expected them to. And after a series of sessions, non-invasive and drug-free with us, they get the desired result that they wanted from the stem cells. So um, this just like you, step. just like me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it helps to detoxify. <clears throat> it, it stimulates those ion channels to, uh, to expel toxins, bring in nutrients. Uh, it charges up the mitochondria and the mitochondria producing ATP. Uh, adenosine triphosphate and uh, it gets it to produce 500% or even more um, ATP so the cell has more fuel to to charge itself up and and clean itself and rebuild Um, as well as it'll when you know the mitochondria creates this energy kind of like a little nuclear power plant it creates a waste as well and so while it's producing more energy it's actually removing more waste at the same time because of these stimulations, which is really cool. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And when you get more oxygen and more nutrients and more waste take away, you got a better chance for a healthy cell. Right. Right. And actually with hyperbarics, there's been studies that have been linking the technology, which is ancient to anti-aging. Um, obviously if you have more oxygen, you, you, are less prone to get cancer because cancer is anaerobic. Um, it helps infl- inflammation. Uh, Amen Clinics uses it for their brain therapy. It's one of the, I believe it's the only actual process besides supplemental. Um, and there's just so much available that people don't even realize. And that's part of my goal on this show is to just make people aware 
because this is about a holistic restoration and you know, the, the holistic restoration process, you have to acknowledge the body, the soul, your social environment, and as well as your spiritual empowerment. Mm -hmm. And if you're missing one of those legs, you're going to be lopsided in your life. So, so yeah, we're, we're really looking toward how this type of technology can start making a more mainstream appearance. And that is exactly what I'm, what my brother and I are, are working on. Um, we got to be athletes at, at the highest levels, respectively. He played with the Olympic team in volleyball and played and represented Team USA and uh, played at D1 college level as well. And, um, and I got to the big leagues. And so I, we got to be at the top of our respective fields. And we also got hurt while we were there at the top. So we got to try everything that they had, you know, really around the country. And I fortunately got to go around the world and see what Japan had to offer and what, you know, Dominican Republic and Mexico and Canada, and uh, all over the 50 states here with for two and a half, three years, just trying to figure out what works as well as every single, you know, major league clubhouse that I, that I went in and tried all their stim units and lasers and mats and, you know, everything mm-hmm. they had, uh, ultrasounds, you name it. I tried it and I was on it daily. Um, and this thing, you know, as an athlete, we're results-based, right? We don't, we don't care about the science. I could, I could care less about what the science says about any of these devices. I didn't want to read it. I didn't, I just, you know, Hey, put it on me. If it works, I'll keep doing it. If it doesn't work, I'm not doing it anymore. And that's, that's our mindset as a, as a top level athlete is give me what works. And this is the, this stuff works. It, it is, it's actually world beyond what most of this other stuff that the average you know Cairo or the average PT has in, in their places um, it accelerates the healing like crazy and uh, and it worked for me and then I continually you know over the last 12 years got to compare and contrast this device against you know the newer uh, lasers and stim units and, and and even stem cells and I still have yet to find anything that, that even comes close to being able to treat the body head to toe safely and safe enough for an infant or a you know or the elderly, but it's strong enough and, uh, for a professional athlete, and uh, which is partly why we have so many uh, of these pro guys uh, coming to us for for therapy. I'm guessing that when this back injury happened, that was a Jesus moment in your life because all of a sudden everything you had trained for everything that you, you know, your whole vision of what you thought your life was going to be looks jeopardized. Yeah. I remember the day that, that uh, I was so angry and so fed up about, you know, I guess two, three months before I actually met the machine. And I had asked my agent to find me the best uh, doctor that he could find for me in Southern California because I had seen everybody already. And I went into this doc and they told me the same thing. They said, we can do a laminectomy. We can solder off your nerves. So you just won't feel anything. We can fuse your spine. We have a number of different options for you. I said, none of those are what I want to do. That's not, I was so angry. I said, you know, I don't want to solder my nerve off so that I'm just yanking, you know, cranking on it worse and and making it worse without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to have my spine fused and I don't want to have my disc cut, you know, so I, I remember getting back into my, my car because I was so at my wit's end and going, and I had tears in my eyes and I said, God, just please, if it's out there, if, you know, show me. And yeah. uh, 
I was at, at my wits end and really, well, two and a half months later, he put it right in my lap. And uh, yeah. And so I, as soon as I felt it, I went, oh my gosh, what? I think I, I think my exact words to the guy were, what voodoo did you just do on me? Because I have no pain in my elbow and I have, you know, I went from a, no, a level eight to a level three in my back. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just, I couldn't believe it. And I got through an entire year. I, I went from, I, I think my career is over because I can't pitch in spring training anymore to completing that whole year of 2010 with the Brewers. I was the setup man, uh, which is the guy that comes in right before the closer and uh, had a great year and, and took that whole year, uh, never went on the disabled list. And then at the end of that year, I went and bought my own machines. Cause that mm. one treatment got me through the whole year, but I needed, I needed some more. And, and after about, after about 30 days of treating myself about every other day, uh, I then had zero pain was lifting again, was, you know, squatting, um, load bearing, I mean, and, and cranking and I was throwing 95. And, yeah. Uh, and also yeah. keeping your organs a lot more healthy. Cause now you're not taking all of those painkillers and yeah, yeah. That, which, that. Is, <laughs> which is really hard on the body long-term. It is. Yeah. So, and, but and now I just recently got tested um, by a, a, a scanning system that tests, you know, multiple different functions in your body and cellular hydration and micro microcirculation and so on. Well, the guy that tested me, he's tested lots of athletes, UFC guys and so on. He said, you have the highest score and the best microcirculation I've ever seen. I was a 99 out of a hundred wow. and I wouldn't say that I lived the absolute cleanest life ever. I, I focus on my body and, you know, but I, I drank a little bit and I smoked a little bit when I was, you know, younger and, and, and dumb. Um, mm-hmm. But through working with these devices, I have really helped clean my body out and my vein system seems to be looking pretty good. And then as well as the, um, the tattoo thing, I met a doctor. He said everybody's got blockage in their tattoos from the, from the metals, right? From the so metals, that, yeah. He walked up to me and he and he did his, his muscle testing on me. You know, he's he's test muscle. And he's going, this is incredible. I've never met anybody with no blockages in their tattoos, and I got a lot of tattoos. I got them all over my arm. Mm-hmm. Um, he said I've never seen anybody with no blockages in their tattoos, and I said, well, it has to be because I work with this technology. Um, yes, there's really no other reason. It, I mean. I couldn't, couldn't have been all the seaweed I ate. I don't think that. Was uh, <laughs> well, who knows? Could have been very healthy, healthy seaweed. We, we don't know. I but... ate a lot of seaweed in Japan. Yeah, uh, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing. But when God gives us, us something that helps us, I think when we realize how powerful God has gifted us with this miraculous revelation or invention or um, discovery, then it's almost like you feel it's your baby to help share it with the world. That's how I feel with the, the holistic restoration message is, you know, God gave it to you. So now what are you going to do with it? Because we have to be good stewards with the blessings that he gives us. And so I'm commending you because people have to stand up and have to start sharing what's working for them and telling people, okay, you know, it can work for you too, because guess what? We don't have to be a horribly sick population. We don't have to be, we don't have to resign to a system because they need profits. Right. 
We do not. Right. We do not have to go. No, we can take it into our own hands. And, and like you said, share with each other what's working. Yes. And, uh, and, and do research for ourselves and do what's going to produce true health and truly boost our bodies and, and uh, our immune systems and, and our souls. Right. Because this is all about, listen, you can't have a sickly body and feel like your soul's at peace. Just like you can't have a, a, a sickly mind and feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to fulfill our destiny in this limited time on planet Earth that we have to do it, that as a Christian, we believe we take those rewards and benefits with us for all eternity, then really it is in our best interest to try to be as healthy as possible to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and help others and help others to do and help and, others. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we always have to look over our shoulder with, with seeing doctors come out and be threatened with uh, losing their licenses because they're not following an, a narrative or a procedural. They're trying to be doctors. Mm-hmm. And that is where the fight comes in with leaders such as Senator Bartow saying, hey, people have a right to have information. And, you know, there are talk show hosts that have brought guests on that have shared uh, testimonials of things that have worked and basically came under attack that, you know. The guests came under attack? Oh, and the and the show hosts. And the hosts? Yeah. And wow. it's, you know, it is a, a point where free speech this is free. This is about free speech. This is a, tied to everything in our world. This this free speech concept, whether it's our health, whether it's our our faith, we have to be able to at least share. And people don't have to do what you're saying. They can they can go to the system with the snake as its <laughs> as its symbol, you know. Right. And in Same some the Baphomet holds exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I do believe that there is a place for modern medicine and, and, and as we know it, but there is a lot that has been suppressed. Yeah. So I really thank yeah. you for, for what you're doing and sharing. And, and, and I'm hoping that your association with this professional ballplayers, could you tell us a little bit about that before we get going, that maybe that might yeah, be another absolutely. avenue yeah. Of yeah, getting so the, the, it's the hat that I'm wearing. Um, okay. And it's the Association of Professional Ballplayers of America. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but uh, it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't designed in today's age where you're looking for the the two syllable you know name for <laughs> apple you know uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was formed back in 1924 uh, by a group of professional ballplayers as well as uh, the Honorable Judge Landis, who was the first commissioner of baseball. And uh, these guys got together in L.A. in 1924 to form this association that helps uh, other ball players that have come, you know, on bad times. They need, uh, you know, they didn't make much money there and they now have a medical bill to pay or they're just, you know, they lost a job. They need to have some placements and job placement or they need some psychological help or, you know, whatever it is that, that these guys need. It's uh, we, we're looking out for our own community and um so that's what we've been for the last almost 100 years we've got our 100th anniversary coming up in two years Mm. and um right now what the board and i are working on is 
expanding on our legacy of helping others, while at the same time um, creating a, an amazing resource center for, for these young ball players, for, for the youth, uh, for the current player, as well as for the veterans. Mm-hmm. So that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to teach men to fish and not just give them fish, you know, so we're going to the youth and, and we want to educate them on, on, on things outside of baseball, even, you know, financial matters and be, being financially literate and um, understanding, you know, some cellular physiology and, and understanding nutrition and understanding different types of waters that, you know, some might be good for you to drink and some might not be so good. And, um, you know, just have this be a huge resource center for the baseball community. And, and I really see it going much farther beyond that. Um, we've got the really cool stage or platform of Major League Baseball and professional baseball. Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and Lou Gehrig were, were three of our, our really big ambassadors. In fact, this is one of the things I, I wanted to show you, which is really, uh, really cool to me. So this, we, we, t- we keep a tally of who's been you know, a member of ours and of their dues. And back in 1927, um, I'm not sure if you can see that or not, but it shows that George Herman Ruth paid mm. $10 for his dues in 1927 and this card goes from 27 all the way to 38 and and then this is jackie robinson and oh, this wow. shows his dues that were paid each year from 1947 to 1956 or on this particular card but every every major name in major league baseball since 1924 has been a part of this association at one time or another and um We've got this amazing legacy of helping people already. And now we've got this incredible new healing technologies that are non-invasive, drug-free, safe for everyone, produce results. They're the real deal. They're, you know, used by professional athletes. And uh, now we're going to be able to change the game. We're really going to be able to change the game for these guys and their recovery and their healing and their, you know, post-career. And not just for baseball. I mean, and not just for baseball, right? Because how many people get injured and get hung up on, on addictive medications and end up with an addiction for the rest of their lives. A lot of them do from high school sports, you know, blowing out a knee, whatever. Yeah. This, this is phenomenal. And I love, absolutely love the fact that you're tying history into this. Um, that is right up my alley. So I really look forward to coming out, visiting, sharing some information on, on some of the projects we're working on with the veterans and um, also with some of the patriotic groups that I work with in restoring our social fabric of America. So, and I can't think of anything more American than baseball. Right. Amen to that too. <laughs> so, well, if anybody's I'm, interested, they can. Can I give a little plug to the? Yes, please do. Um, if anybody's interested in knowing more, uh, you can go to APBPA Association of Professional Ball Players of America, APBPA.org. All right. And how about a plug for where they can find your technology? Uh, you can go to Halo, H A L O E. Halo with an E, my last name's Low. Uh, whenever my brother and I would uh, would be on the field or the, or the court, somebody would need our attention to say, hey, Low. And so 
Halo. I get it. I get it. Halo yes. Health. H-A-L-O-E health.com. All right. Wonderful. And thank you so much for your time. It was, it's been thank a you. great exchange. I hope our listeners got uh, more than they bargained for today, a little history lesson and, and some health at the same time. And I pray that God blesses everything you put your hands to and for your safety and health out there in Arizona. Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you. God bless you as well, Dr. Leffert. Thank you for having me on. Thank you again for tuning in to The Soul Connection. We can be found at soulconnectionusa.com with our developing community. Please join us again every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own Soul Connections.